I'm excited to share my heart with you this morning. But before we get into the word this morning, I have a really exciting announcement. So this Easter, this coming Easter, a couple weeks from now, actually, uh, one of the ways that we're going to celebrate Jesus Easter Sunday morning is through baptisms. Yeah, so listen, man, if you or if you're a parent here and you have a child that's been wanting to get baptized or you know somebody that has been wanting to get baptized, we're going to do it Easter Sunday morning. It's one of the ways we're going to celebrate Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. And so you can come and let one of us five, one of the five phone know that you want to be baptized. Or you can actually go to our website, AriseBirmingham.com, click on Connect, and then when a couple things will toggle down and you'll click on Celebrations, and then you can sign up there to be baptized. Or you can go uh, just uh, send an email in, uh, hello at AriseBirmingham.com, hello at AriseBirmingham.com, and say, hey, I want to be baptized, or my child wants to be baptized. Isn't that good? Yeah. Isn't that exciting? You know, the, the, the greatest decision that anyone can make on this planet is to give their life to Jesus. It's to be born again. That is worth celebrating. Amen. Awesome. Okay, I'm excited, man, just to, to, to share my heart, to share the truth of God's word this morning. Are you ready? I, here's what's on my heart this morning. I, I want to talk about faith. I, I want to talk about Living a life of faith. And I, I feel like for me personally, I feel like every year of my life, one of the things that the Holy Spirit does is that I feel like he, he builds, just it's this continuous process of him building my faith in who the Father is. And, and, and as the father's child, as his son, I feel like there's this constant invitation from the father, man, because of who he is, to experience this life that he's always dreamed for me to have through a life of faith. Does that make sense to you? I feel like he's building my faith and constantly reminding me, this is who the father is, and this is what I've invited you into to experience as his son. So I, I want to talk about that, and there's a specific part of faith this morning that I want to go after and sort of land on. But before we get there, I want to sort of set it up, okay? I, I want to just talk about faith in general and, and uh, just a lifestyle of faith. And I want to start off with kind of a question, something for us to think about this morning. You ready? I mean, wh why, why was the Bible written? If somebody were to come up to you, and say, hey, why, why, why do you think the Bible, the Word of God, was written? Why do you have a copy? Why do you spend time reading the Word of God? Why was the Bible written? And I think that, like, like, we could come up with a list of a thousand different answers, and none of them would be wrong, right? But I, I believe that if we could, we could boil it down as to why the Bible was written, if we could come up with maybe one sentence or one statement as to why men wrote the Scriptures and, and wrote their revelations and their encounters with God so we can read it. I believe it could be boiled down to this one statement. It's this. The Bible was written from Genesis to Revelation for this reason. To break down unbelief and to build up our faith in God. Think about it just for a second. 
the entirety of the Bible was written to dismantle, to get rid of, to break down any unbelief, and to build up our faith in who the Father is. So that we know what we have access to and what we get to experience on a daily basis. Are you with me? Think about the, the, men, the, the men writing the Bible. It actually says in 2 Peter 1, 20 through 21, it says all the men who wrote the scripture were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Which essentially means the Spirit directed them as they wrote the word. You might say it like this. The Holy Spirit gave them the words to say and the way to say them. Think about the Old Testament uh, uh, prophets. They're getting revelation, writing down their encounters with God, writing down what God has told them to prophesy. The Spirit's carrying them along. Think about the New Testament. The, the disciples that spent time with Jesus. Like they're trying to remember and record everything they saw him do and everything they heard him say, right? And, and think about this too. Like Jesus in Hebrews 1.3, it says that Jesus is the full expression of the true nature of God. Are you with me? Right up under that, it says that Jesus is the mirror image of God. So when you saw Jesus, you were looking at the Father himself. Jesus came man, as fully man, but also fully God to represent, to demonstrate he was the visible image of the invisible God. Are you with me? And so the disciples are with Jesus, and then they begin to write the Gospels in the Bible, and they're trying to remember everything they saw him do and everything they heard him say. As a matter of fact, the, John, in his Gospel, he gets to the end of the chapter, and he goes, man, if I were to have recorded every miracle I saw Jesus do, there wouldn't be enough room in the whole world to fit the books. See, this is why John needed the Holy Spirit to guide him, to give him what to say and what to record so we could have it to read and encounter who the Father is. Th this is why the Bible, look, is, is, is God-breathed. It's because the Spirit wrote it. The Spirit is the breath of God. That's why the Bible is active, alive, and powerful because these men were carried along by the Spirit. It's why the Bible is not just a history book full of good lessons and great stories. It is our gift from God that reveals his character, his nature, his heartbeat, his will for our life so that we know what we have access to and what we get to experience as his children. Are you with me? Y'all, that's incredible. Think about just the, the Bible reveals the, the character of God. All throughout Scripture, it reveals that God is good. You believe it this morning. Like he's a really good father. And the reason he's so good is because he loves us so much. He loves us so much that he gave up his son so that we could become his sons and daughters. That's a really good father. He loves us. It's the simple gospel. God loves us so much he gave up everything so that we could experience the life he always dreamed for us to have. His character is that he is good. Think about the nature of God. We read it all throughout the scripture. His nature is that he's the healer. Look at me, church. He heals inside and out. That's, that's his nature. He heals our, our heart, our inside, our heart through the forgiveness of sins. Freedom in Jesus Christ. But he doesn't stop there. You know when God gave up his son Jesus, when Jesus was dying on the cross, it counted. The blood of Jesus leaves no part of any person untouched. God not only cares about your heart, he cares about every part of who you are. That's his nature to bring healing inside and out. 
See, the character of God is that he's good. His nature is that he is the healer for us. Look, his hallmark, the Bible reveals that the hallmark of God is that nothing is impossible for him. Hey, Swiss family, look at it. Do you really believe that? Like, he can do anything. He's, he's unstoppable. Nothing. There's nothing he can't do. Jeremiah 32, 27 says, I'm the Lord God of every person on this earth. Nothing is too hard for me. You believe it? We sing about it. Like, I'm here to tell you, this is what God's inviting us into, the impossible. Are you with me? Luke 137 says, nothing is impossible with God. Matthew 19, 26, with man it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. This is his hallmark. He can do anything, but the Bible doesn't stop there. Jesus doesn't stop there. He not only can, the Bible reveals that he will. He's not only a God that can, he's a God that will. He's a God of action. He's in the life-changing business. He wants to change us this morning. Are you with me? This is why Jesus came and was crucified, and then he didn't stop there. Jesus ascended, and he sent his spirit, and with the spirit comes power. We have access to power day in and day out through the Holy Spirit. We walk in way more authority and power than we currently realize. Are you with me? And that we're currently operating in on a daily basis. God is a God of power. Psalm 77, 14 says, I'm the God who performs miracles. I love to display my power among the people. Oh my goodness, this is who the Father is. 2 Corinthians 4, 20 says, the kingdom of God is not just a matter of talk. It's of power. God is not just in the explanation. He's in the demonstration. This is who God is, are you happy this morning? Do you believe it? See, God's a God, the Bible reveals He's a God of miracles. He's a God of miracles. And what's so interesting to me is that it's a miracle to us, but for God, it's just normal. See, when we see breakthrough, or we see healing, or we see someone give their life to Jesus, our language for it is, wow, what a miracle. But for God, it's just another day. For God, it's just like, hey, this is who I am. This is my my character, this is my nature, this is my heartbeat, this is my will. See, the power of God is not for him. It's not just because he's God and he has it, it's for us. For unto us a child was given. This is what he's inviting us into, the experience. We read the word of God to dismantle unbelief, and it reveals that who the Father is and what we have access to. God's a God of the supernatural. See, but for us, like, it's, it's super, but for God, it's, like, natural. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm, like, this is what I'm realizing. And, and I'm, I'm realizing in just such a fresh way in this, this chapter of my life, this year of my life, whatever you want to call it, whatever the Holy Spirit's doing around here, is I'm, I'm realizing that, like, I believe that God has always intended for the miraculous to become normal. For the miraculous to become just as normal to us as it is for the Father. That it would actually be a miracle if we would live a day without seeing a miracle or seeing God move. Y'all, it's hit me. It's hit me hard. And it's, I'm beginning. It's, 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 it's starting to happen. And it, it, it can and it will. I see, I believe that God has always intended for the supernatural a natural part of our life, that he always intended for his kingdom that has come close. Matthew 10, 7, and 8. Jesus said, preach this, the kingdom of God has come close. 
I believe he's always intended for the kingdom that has come close to manifest in us and through us every day, everywhere we go. That this is the life he's inviting us into. But here's, here's the deal, church. It requires a life of faithfulness. All of this for the miraculous to become normal, for the supernatural to become natural, for his kingdom to manifest. It requires you and I to live a life of faith to where we believe that God is who he says he is. And because we believe it, we step out. Because we believe it, it changes the way that we live, what we do, and what we pursue. Because this is important, church. Because true faith, true faith goes after and pursues the things that we would never be able to accomplish within our own strength. Do you see that? This is what God invites us into. If you're, if you're only ever going after the things that you can do within your own strength, then it's not real faith yet. Are you with me? If we're only ever doing things that we have the ability to do, it's not real faith. See, God's gift to us is ability. He's given us all ability to do things. We have our, and all of our ability, you all have ability in here. And our abilities look different. Some of you are great with your hands. You can build things. Some of you are real techie. You're just real smart with computers. Some of you are great just with music. Some of you are really artistic. Some of you are great teachers. We all have different abilities. See, God's gift to us is ability, but our gift to God is a life of faith where we go after and pursue things where the only way we can be successful is if God shows up. Y'all, I'm telling you, it's hitting me. It's, it's, it's that he's invited us for the miraculous to become normal. See, see, true faith, we're going after things where the only way that we can succeed is if God moves in power. It's if the Holy Spirit shows up. And see, that's actually what that kind of faith does. When we step out completely dependent upon and resting in the Father because we believe that he is who he says he is, we actually take hold of, we grab hold of the power that's available through the Holy Spirit and we begin to see, wow, the miraculous become normal. The supernatural become natural. His kingdom begin to manifest in us and through us day in and day out. And so watch. Here's another big component of this faith. I, I want to talk about the full measure of faith. The full measure of faith begins with, I believe that God is who he says he is. And it doesn't stop there. We not only believe in him, we begin to partner with him. I want to tell you something, church, and I've preached about this so many times, and I'm just not going to stop, but faith Faith looks like something. It, it looks like this, this partnership with God. Melanie talked about it. Man, last week, it was so, if you weren't here, you didn't hear her message. You got to listen to it, man. She talked about this partnership with God. And one of the things that she said that I love so much is that she said, you know, God doesn't actually need us. <laughs> you know, he could just do all this on his own, Right? Like, do you know that God could come and evangelize the whole world in a, a matter of moments? He doesn't need us, but he's chosen us to be a part of something special. James 1.18 says that we are God's prized possession. Ephesians 2.10 says we are his masterpiece, his handiwork, his poem. We are the apple of his eye. We are his treasure among all treasures. And because we are his treasure, he's chosen us to be a part of something so incredible, partnering with him through a life of faith to build his kingdom on this earth. Are you happy this morning? 
We have a part to play, and God has a part to play. We have a, a, a we partner with Him. See, one of the, I, I would say one of the top ten prayers that we as Christians pray. I prayed it, you've prayed it. One of the top ten prayers is this. We wake up and say, God, use me today. God, I want to be used today. We wake up the next day, God, use me today. It's a great prayer. But we pray this prayer, God, use me, but yet we do I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to, like, make anybody feel bad. I'm actually, I'm sharing my heart. I'm preaching from my own heart. We go, we, God, use me today. But yet, we do nothing. God, bring revival. God, we need to see revival in our city. God, we want to see a move. God, bring a move across our nation. These are great prayers. These are important prayers. Don't stop praying them. But one of the things I'm realizing as God's son it said, not only is it important to pray, God, bring revival, God, move, but God's inviting us to also be an answer to our own prayers. We pray so many prayers that I believe that God says, keep praying, but also, I've invited you to be an answer to that very prayer. God, we're in revival. I want to see revival. But see, God's actually waiting on us to realize that revival also lives in us. And we carry it with us everywhere we go through the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? In Acts chapter 2, in the upper room was the very first revival service. The Holy Spirit and fire came and spread it among them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. But if you keep reading, you will see that quickly... They moved into mission because God never intended for the fire to remain in one place or space. He intended for it to be spread. Are you with me? God, we need to move. Yes, keep praying it. But God's waiting on us to also realize that when we move, He moves. When we step out, He steps out. When we go, He goes. When we act, He acts. Y'all look at me. God is simply waiting on us to some of you are going, Wes, that sounds like work. Like, I, Wes, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, to partner with God to do something? I thought the deed was already been done. I thought it was the finished work of the cross. Absolutely, man. You're thinking, man, I thought we were just supposed to be resting and just being. Yeah, we're supposed to live from rest, but it doesn't mean you don't do anything. It just means everything you do is done from rest. See, a big part of the finished work of the cross it's so that you and I can be sons and daughters, not just in relationship with God, but in a partnership with Him to build His kingdom on the earth. That ain't work, that's faith. Are you with me? Listen, if we're not careful, we can get so caught up in our own personal pursuit of Jesus. Now hear me out. If we're not careful, we just get so caught up in our own personal encounter Oh, I'm building my own identity, my own pursuit. I'm not saying that's not important. As a matter of fact, I think every time I've preached this year, at least once I've said the secret place is the most sacred place. Ah, take away that for, for a second. On our face is the most important place to be. Intimacy with God is everything. But what is equally important is this invitation from God to join Him, church. Join him. Do something. It ain't work. He's inviting us into a life of faith. Where we believe that he is who he says he is. And because we believe that, we partner with him. Are you happy? 
Was that too intense? Are you okay? In John eleven forty, Jesus looks at Martha and says, Martha, if, if, if you would have believed, did I not tell you if you would have believed, you would see the glory of God. And see, the context of this is that Martha's brother Lazarus has been dead for four days in a grave. Oh, it's an impossible, it's a, such an incredible story. And so this is the context. Jesus walks up on the scene, and Martha comes out to greet him. And she goes, oh, Jesus, and if you would have been here sooner, Lazarus, my brother, would not be dead. And Jesus looks at Martha and goes, oh, Martha, your brother will rise again. And she goes, oh, I know he will. He'll be resurrected on the last day. And John eleven twenty five, 25, Jesus goes, no, 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 Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Are you with me? In other words, Jesus said, I came to bring resurrection life right here and right now. What was Jesus doing? He's revealing who the Father is. I came to bring resurrection life, not for a later day. It's among you right now. I came to reveal who the Father is, that you don't have to wait until you get to heaven to experience it. I've brought heaven right here and right now. This is what I've invited you into on a daily basis. I came to raise the dead both spiritually and physically now. And it gets on to another verse, a few verses later, and I don't think Martha quite got it. And that's okay. We're not going to be hard on her. Because Jesus goes, uh, uh, I, I also, I, he gets to the tomb, and there's a stone in front of it. And he goes, roll the stone away. And Martha goes, Jesus, did I not just tell you? My brother's been dead for four days. If you move that stone, there's going to be an odor. It's going to stink in there. And then verse 40, Jesus says, Martha, didn't I tell you? If you would believe, if you would have faith, you would see the glory of God. And I believe with all my heart. Actually, I know for a fact, right there, Martha got it. She goes, oh, my gosh, I'm standing next to resurrection. Like, this thing is not going to happen later. She's about to do this right now. You want to know how I know that? Because the very next verse, it says they moved the stone away. Hey, church, don't miss this. See, Martha in that moment not only believed in Jesus, but she partnered with him by moving the stone. Oh, isn't that awesome? Listen, God plays a part, but we play a part too. Oh, my gosh, this is about to happen right now. I believe Martha actually was the one that moved the stone. I believe she sprinted after that thing. Get this thing out of the way. See, faith doesn't just believe in it. Faith partners with. Are you with me? See, we have to step out. We have to pray. We have to roll the stone away. And Jesus moves in power. Why? God loves us so much that he's invited us to be a part of something bigger. Do you want to be a part of it? It requires a life of faith. Oh! And when we step out, he steps out. When we go, he goes. The Holy Spirit's waiting on us to grab hold of the power that's available. Jesus looks in that grave, says, come on out of here, boy. Come on out, Lazarus. He comes walking out. Y'all, that's like incredible. The full measure of faith. Man, I wish, oh, man. I, 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 I'm serious. Number 47. The full measure of faith is that you believe in Jesus, but not, you not only believe in Jesus, you partner with him to roll the stone away. And then to continue, the 
the full measure of faith. This is the part of faith that we, we don't like to talk about a whole lot, okay? And this is actually what I want to land on and focus on for just a few minutes. We're going to get the word of God out and read it. But the full measure of faith is a faith that perseveres. It's a faith, look, you got this. Because you believe that God is who he says he is and you're not willing to change the subject, you continue to step out and go after those things. Despite what has or hasn't happened or what your experience has been, nothing has changed who he is. So, so the full measure of faith is a faith that continues to step out, that keeps on keeping on. Our faith cannot be in what God can do. It has to be in who He is. So that no matter what He has or hasn't done, man, we, nothing changes. He keeps going. We keep pursuing. We keep stepping out. See, see, church, look at me this morning. What happens when the breakthrough doesn't come? What happens when the healing doesn't take place? What happens when you've been believing God for something for so long and it hasn't happened yet? Or you've been believing God for something and it hasn't happened in the time frame that you thought it was going to happen. What then? Jesus tells us. And it's real, real simple. If you have your Bibles, we're going to read it. Go to the book of Luke chapter 18, starting with verse 1. Y'all, this has quickly become my favorite parable that Jesus tells his disciples. Luke 18, Jesus is going to tell us right here. What do you do? Because he's talking to his disciples. What do you do when breakthrough doesn't happen? What do you do when the healing doesn't come? Luke 18, starting with verse 1. A faith that perseveres. <clears throat> this is the parable of the persistent widow. Starting with verse 1. Jesus told his disciples... A parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Hey, everybody look at it real quick. That's what you do. Hey, if breakthrough doesn't come, you don't see the healing, you don't see the miracle take place, Jesus says, let me tell you what you do. Keep on praying, don't give up. Were you expecting this big spiritual answer? Just keep on keeping on. Why? Because nothing's changed about who the Father is. His character is the same. His nature is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His Bible is the same. It's the most relevant book in the whole world. What he did then, he wants to do again in us and through us every day of our life. It's who the Father is. The disciples are like, Jesus, man, I didn't see the miracle. He doesn't give them this big spiritual answer. He goes, hey, just don't give up. Keep on stepping out. I also want you to notice that he doesn't tell them the reason why the breakthrough doesn't come. He just tells them what they should do if it doesn't come. Come on. We want to know every answer in the world. God, why didn't the breakthrough come? Why? I prayed for that person. I shared, the God. I shared my heart out and they still didn't give their life to Jesus. Why? Jesus goes, I didn't come to tell you why everything happens or doesn't happen. I just came to tell you what to do if it doesn't happen. Keep on going. And then he gives this parable of this persistent widow. Look, y'all, it's just, oh. He says, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him 
with this plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, in other words, because this widow is on my last nerve, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is Jesus revealing the full measure of faith. And not only believes in him and not only partners with him, but it's a faith that keeps on being like the persistent widow that shows up and shows up and shows up. Because look, church, the ones who are seeing miracles are the ones who are willing to step out. But the ones who are really seeing miracles are the ones that are willing to continue to step out despite what they've seen and experienced. But because they believe that God is who he says he is and they know what's available through the cross of Jesus Christ. Are you with me this morning? Will he find faith on earth? Will he find a faith that perseveres? And I think it's so incredible. Like Jesus goes, listen, the woman kept showing up and that judge cared nothing about God or that woman, but he granted her justice. How much more will the Father who cares about us grant justice? Are you with me? And here's the most interesting thing of the whole parable to me. He says he will grant justice and quickly. How many have been praying for something for a long time and it hadn't happened yet? And Jesus says it happened quickly. I'll never forget last year, uh, Caroline and I, uh, we, Jethro had something going on with his skin. Six months, maybe over six months. And he, it was just, it was just this thing, and the dermatologist, there's no cure for it type thing. You have natural remedies. And so we're like, man, we just got to pray. Every night, every night, we tucked him in, we laid our hands on his precious skin, and we said, thank you, Jesus. You're the healer. You're the victorious one. And I would walk out of the room. You can ask Caroline. And every night, I go, man, I can't wait to wake up in the morning and these spots be completely gone. I was so full of anticipation. Six months. I mean, night after night, day after day, we're praying, we're believing Every night, oh, I can't wait to, I would run, he would wake up and I would run, I'd lift his shirt up. Be like, Dad, I'm anticipating them being gone because I know who the Father is. I know what he's made available. The full measure of faith is a faith that perseveres. It doesn't stop, it keeps on, keep on, keep on rolling the stone away. Keep on praying, keep on going after this thing until you see this kingdom come. His will be done everywhere all over the earth. Finally, after about six months, we were over. They begin to get better, and then one day they're gone, and we throw a party. We're like, oh, Jesus! And we're like, we're like several at worshiping, man, and it's just kind of funny, but like our song that we would play to celebrate and worship is, you know, uh, the band Queen, Another One Bites the Dust, dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. And we're just like, man, they've all bit the dust. <laughs> to this day, man, we were coming to school the other morning, 
and they wanted to hear the dust song. And we listened to that song, and afterwards, Jet goes, man, that's my favorite worship song. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I didn't correct him. I said, man, it's one of mine too, bub. <laughs> Woo! You can worship Jesus in anything if you just see him. But y'all watch this. We're like, like, yeah, Jesus, you're so amazing. And Jesus is going, yeah, 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 yeah. And according to that scripture, I'm all like, Jesus, you're awesome. Thank you for healing Jethro. And he's all like, yeah, did you see how quick that was? He'll grant justice and quickly. Did you see how quick that was? And I'm over here going, no. It didn't feel all that quick. That was six months. And what I'm beginning to realize, church, is that our definition of quickly and God's definition of quickly looks a lot different. And it's why we must put our faith not in what he can do, but who. we got to be the persistent widow. Can't stop. Every day, because I'm telling you, he's inviting us into this place. He has revealed nature, the character, the heartbeat, his hallmark, the will for our lives day in and day out. And he's saying, you can have it. You can experience it all the time, every day of your life. But you got to want my faith. And then sometimes if it doesn't happen, you got to keep on walking by faith. Are you with this church? This is huge. See, we have to, we have to keep our faith in check. It's got to be in who he is and not what he can do. Because, listen, if you're, if you stop stepping out and stop going after this thing because of what didn't happen or the experience that you had, then who is the glory for to begin with? We don't see breakthrough. We don't see the healing take place. So we just stop stepping out and stop going after it. Then who, chances are the glory was for you to begin with. Chances are your faith was more in a miracle than it was in the Father. Are you with me this morning, church? This is huge for us. God has invited us as his sons and daughters, lock eyes with Jesus. The full measure of your faith. I believe in you. I'm going to partner with, with you. I have a role to play. I'm going to step out, and I'm never, ever going to stop stepping out. As long as I live, this is who my Father is. Are you happy this morning, church? Are, are you ready? I, I want to see it happen. Listen, I love it when it happens quick, and I believe every time that it will. Y'all, I'm telling you, I can stand up here. Man, next Sunday, we're going to have a, a, a testimony Sunday of, of the things we've been seeing God do. Y'all, I can stand up here. Man, the, the last, oh my gosh, the last first Wednesday outreach we had this month. Y'all, we've been having, so the first Wednesday of every month, we open up the doors, and we have families come to receive groceries, and this past one, man, we've been having three, four, five families, we had 20 families show up to get groceries and be prayed over. 20 families in our community, like we emptied out our food pantry, there was zero food left in the pantry that you all bought. Isn't that awesome? It's starting to be replenished, but you should bring some more, because we're going to have another first Wednesday outreach next month. 
And all 20 of those families that came, not only received groceries, we prayed for them. And I could tell you miracle after miracle, uh, uh, like a neck got completely healed. Man, two feet got completely healed. A shoulder was healed. A back was healed. A tailbone was healed. And three people gave their life to Jesus Christ. Hey, look at me. Ain't none of it felt like work. None of it felt like work. It felt like the greatest thing I'd ever experienced in my life, partnering with the Father to step out in faith and take hold of the power that's available. Are you with me? There's also a testimony of, man, I've been out praying for people before, loving on people before. They didn't receive Jesus. They didn't get healed yet. And if our faith is in what he can do, you'll walk away discouraged and he'll stop. And chances are the glory was for you to begin with. But if our faith is in who he is, then we just keep on keeping on. We got to keep on going, God. This is the life that God has invited us into. Those who are stepping out and continuing to step out and seeing the miraculous become normal, the supernatural become natural, the kingdom manifest. Let's all stand up. Man, the, the, the invitation this morning. <sighs> Can I say the word invitation? Can I say altar call? Man, when I, I was growing up, Jeremy and I and our sister, and my, I, we grew up in a Baptist church, and I'm telling you, I have the sweetest, fondest memories of that church, man. And every Sunday morning and Wednesday night, there was an altar call. And in my high school years, I came up, I think, every single time. I was just, I just wanted Jesus, man. Listen, the altar call, the invitation this morning is, first of all, you, you, you got to put your faith in Jesus. If you're here and you don't, you don't know him, you can't leave without making that right. The Bible says if you believe in Jesus with your heart, you just simply confess it. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be, shall be saved. Y'all, there's a decision to be made. God doesn't make it for you. You turn your life, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. If you haven't done that, just simple. Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for dying for me. Forgive me for my sins coming into my life. You do that, boom, he'll, he'll come. And then for some of us this morning, it might just simply be, man, I just, man, God, I'm ready to start believing that you are who you say you are like never before. And because I believe that you are who you say you are, Holy Spirit, will you help me step out? Will you help me go after and pursue the things that I can't, I don't have my own ability to do? And I thank you that you are the God that shows up. You are the God of miraculous. I thank you for who you are. And then I just simply see for some people here this morning, maybe you've put down something that you've, you've been believing God something for, for a long time, but it hasn't happened yet or in the time frame that you thought it would. So you put it down. You stop thinking about it. I just see us this morning for some of you just picking that back up with a fresh faith and bringing it before the Father and say, God, I want to have a faith that perseveres. I believe in you. And I just, for some of you here this morning, I really believe that scripture. He will come and come quickly. Woo! Some of you just going to pick it back up with a fresh faith and say, God, I thank you that you are the judge that comes quickly. Oh! And then I just, well, there's a couple of things I feel. I'm going to step out in faith this morning. You ready? There's a few words of knowledge. If somebody here, they just see that there's fog in your mind. I'd almost ask who, who it is, but I'm not going to because I know there's fog, there's some disorder, and God's not a God of disorder. He's a God of order. He's a God of peace. And I pray to release the peace of Jesus right now over your mind. I actually see like 
uh, symmetrical. I actually see things lining up in your mind. Right now, right now, just receive it, man. I also feel really strongly, I felt uh, earlier a word of knowledge, something about somebody's jaw, specifically the right jaw. I don't know if it's TMJ or it's been hit or it's been hurt. Who is that? Who's that with the jaw? Because I feel it so strongly. There's some TMJ or something going on right here in the right side. And then I also saw, yeah, I, I know it. And Jesus is going to touch it right now this morning. He's touching it right now. And then there's somebody right here. They have pain, oh, right here in the back of their thigh. This area right here in their right leg. Who is that this morning? Who is that? Because I know it's somebody and you're not going to tell me. But somebody has pain right there and Jesus is touching it right now. He's touching it right now. God, we love you so much. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus. Thank you for the victory that we get to have this morning. I thank you that you are touching people. You're touching people's minds this morning, God. You're touching people's hearts this morning. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for healing in the room inside and out. God, I celebrate that that's who you are. And this is what you've invited us into through a life of faith. So we just say this morning, God, we put our faith in you. Not in what you can do, but in who you are. And we say we're excited to partner with you beginning this week to step out. To go after this thing. And we thank you, God, as we go, you go. And I thank you that we get to keep on keeping on, that we get to be like the persistent widow. And, God, I thank you that you come quickly. Meet every person right where they are with whatever they have going on in their life. This morning, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen. Glad you can go ahead and start the worship time song. Listen, it's brother got long-winded this morning. Brother's got two words real quick, words of knowledge. So when, uh, when Wes was saying, you put something down, I saw immediately, I saw someone put down a guitar. And it could have represented an instrument or maybe a guitar. And then I saw a notebook being sat down. I don't know if it's writing or something. It, whatever that means is something. So I'll be up here too praying with Wes for all these words. And, and if, those, if those of you come, we'd love to pray for you. Awesome. Yeah, we're up here. Pray. If you need prayer, anything going on in your life. If you got kids, maybe go grab them and then come back if you need prayer. Bless you. Go walk by faith.